Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together this morning to start this day in prayer. Today is Tuesday. This is the 16th week after Pentecost, and today we continue our reading in the 16th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship in praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 9. Jesus said, As for yourselves, beware, for they will hand you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved." Jesus now turns to speak about what the disciples will soon face themselves. Within a world of turmoil, war, and conflict, the community of Jesus' disciples will face persecution and trial. Literally trial. They will face legal action, appearing before councils, tribunals, governors, and even kings. In these forums, disciples will have an opportunity to testify about Jesus and about his kingdom, to testify to the kingdom of God in the presence of the kingdom of this world. This will be a pattern that we will see emerge in the Acts of the Apostles. The Apostles will teach in synagogues, they will testify before councils, governors, and they will appeal even to the throne of the emperor himself. 
In each of these cases, the Holy Spirit provides the words to speak as the word of the Lord, the good news about Jesus, and that good news will grow and spread throughout all nations, and where it grows and spreads throughout all nations, it also comes into conflict and appears before councils, governors, and the rulers there. But even before all of that is going to happen, Jesus is going to lead the way. He is betrayed by a brother, a disciple, to death. He appears before the council. He is beaten in their presence. He appears before the governor, and eventually King Herod, and then back to the governor. And finally, he is crowned with thorns and acclaimed king of the Jews before he is publicly executed by crucifixion. The disciples, too, will experience the suffering of their Lord, and through that suffering bear witness to Jesus as Lord and Christ. Jesus suffers and dies to take away the sin in the world, and his disciples will continue to suffer and die to proclaim that forgiveness, life, and salvation in his name. Jesus announces the coming of the kingdom of God and is risen and seated at God's right hand, and the disciples proclaim that kingdom breaking into the world, suffering as Christ did. It might be worthwhile to note, though, that Jesus is not giving the disciples a strategy to hasten the end or to challenge and take power in the name of Jesus. And the apostles do not gather together to plot some way to assume control of the courts, the councils, the seats of governors. Instead, they proclaim, as the Holy Spirit gives them the words, Jesus as Messiah. They proclaim this in synagogues. Before emperors and rulers and, and, and councils, they proclaim Jesus as the creator, God's agent of reconciliation for the whole entire world the coming of God's kingdom, to bring together all nations uh, in Christ. The Jesus the disciples proclaim already reigns at God's right hand, and he is coming again to judge the world in righteousness and truth. That is the message that is proclaimed to governors and rulers. But to those who would be his disciples, they also preach that the forgiveness of sins has come to them, and that they have been gathered into a community of Jesus in Christ a new type of of gathering, a new humanity in Christ from their baptism, a community life for a common good lived in Christ, a life that in its actions bears witness to the good news of Jesus in its daily life. It is this community that awaits for Jesus to come again, enduring persecution and faithfully persevering in its witness to Christ that abides in the world in turmoil and conflict. If we listen to Jesus' warnings throughout this chapter, we will find that the greatest threat to Christian faith and life is not the loss of power, status, or, or, or their individual rights somehow within the empire, but it is an unfaithfulness and disloyalty to Jesus himself. It is the danger that has always tempted God's people, that they trade their faith and love for God for the promise of someone who will give them power and security in this world and that in the end they pledge their allegiance to something or someone other than the God who claimed them as their own in baptism, that they somehow sidestep the suffering before them and claim the power for themselves. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. 
you have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith within your church, and within that the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful Merciful God, a might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for those who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land that it continue to bear witness to your light and your love. For what else or for who else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in our adversity. In all we do, direct us to fulfilling your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.